0: Yo, it's MC MCDevi here. You are listening to the Beat Beat Podcast, exposing the truth as we see it. This is a podcast where a son, a mother of one, and a grandmother of three open up each other's eyes to the matrix. Look at the modern day world from the perspective of three different generations, follow, laugh, and brilliantly analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience.
1: The
0: music you are listening to is by my late and great-grandfather, Sadun Elbeyati. May he rest in peace. Hello, uh, this is Devin A.C. Dada, your host, joined with my two lovely co-hosts, the Reverend Summer Elbeadi and the matriarch Barbara Elbeadi, and also a spontaneous special guest, Captain Wayne Carr, yeah. just came back from the sea. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi. How are you guys? We're good. Good. Good to, to have you here.
0: Yeah, this was a spontaneous visit. It was not planned, so... I guess we're gonna interview you. You just came back from the sea, right? I did, yes.
1: And can, can you, you tell you us a little some about fresh that? Tuna, yeah, fresh turkey that you. I made this morning for fresh tuna. Multiple groups, Wonderful. yeah. Yummy, yeah, so I'm... good. Oh, I had a bite. No, oh, I gotta get some of this up the hill. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> thank that's you.
0: It's awesome. I love tuna. It's my favorite. Wow. Honestly, that's great. So how was your trip?
1: Did anything interesting happen? Uh, it was a really good trip. Um, Caught a lot of large tuna, um, about a thousand miles, two hundred and forty degrees from San Diego, mm. and uh, yeah, it takes a week to get out, a week to get back. And yeah, we fish for fourteen days, and uh, we were we we're on the fish good enough that we could fish every day with no travel days in between. So it was a good mm. trip, and we we caught nice real, nice quality fish. So it was, okay, is. Now I know there's
0: like some um, flesh-eating bacteria in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- was there a lot of pollution when you were out there? You no,
1: know, it was. I was. It was really shocking because the wa- water was so clean. Really, I was very surprised. Yeah, I. I'm normally pretty disturbed by the amount of trash and debris and plastic I see, mm-hmm. but I hardly. I went days without seeing any floating piece of trash, which. Really, wow. it was a first for me to be honest with you. Was there a lot of like uh
0: wildlife, dolphins?
1: Not a lot, no, no, no? it was it was a, a surprising lack of birds. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of flying fish. Um, I heard some of the guys saw squid at night, mm. uh, which is what the big tuna like, but no, it was surprisingly uh, uh free of life, visible life, anyway really interesting yeah. wow
0: so you're a buddhist yes yeah mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. over 40 years
0: wow so when you're out on the sea how do you sort of i assume you're not around other buddhists right
1: no my so crew is all catholic
0: all catholic really yeah other boats i run they were all
1: islam islamic really yeah.
0: interesting so how do you maintain that when you're out on the, the
1: sea, basically? Well, I'm the captain, mm-hmm. so I get to do whatever I want in a sense. <laughs> I'm really respectful. The guys they walk in on me when I chant, when really? I'm chanting, because yeah, I'm chanting three or four hours a day, or oh, more, Lord. and uh, you know, they pop in and out, you know, wanting to tell me something or comment or you know. So, they know I chant. Mm. yeah. Um, But, you know, it's my way of practicing Buddhism is to respect them, their freedom to move about, you know.
0: So, when you're out there, is it sort of like um,
1: a solitude? Like you can look in yourself like a retreat almost? Um, It becomes a time of reflection, that's for sure, because they don't speak English, really. So, I don't have a dialogue with people. I talk to other captains, you know, each, there's four boats. I talk to like two of them once or twice a day. Mm-hmm. I do emails. Um, so it's, you know, I study very intensely. Um, I studied uh, Unlocking the Mysteries of Life and Death this last trip. Mm. And it seemed like it'd be a really heavy duty book. But it turns out it was one of the uh, best books on Buddhism I've ever read. I was very, very, I was excited, excited I was like trembling one day. Really, some of the stuff I read. I wish I had the book with me. It might be in my car, but um, there are some quotes in there—pages and pages of quotes. Oh my goodness! Mm. You know, what is it about exactly? Um, the process of birth, growth, decline, and death. Mm. And I—I I didn't get to the death part, but um, it just talks about how to live the most effective life as a human being. And, uh, you know, to always be self reflecting, self reflective. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, how to become the master of yourself. You know, if you find in, within yourself a master, you've really found the, like the ultimate master, you know, type mm. of deal. But it was mind boggling because, you know, everybody thinks and talks about life and death. Yeah. And, Big question. You know, when I'm chanting, I'm chanting that these fish are giving their life to help um me to be successful and i you know and i chant (laughs) i chant for the lives that i take Mm. you know to feed people Mm. um i know i'm in a a sustainable fishery uh it's one of the few healthy sustainable fisheries in the ocean left in the world and uh, i suppose if it wasn't sustainable i would probably have to quit Yeah, yeah exactly but yeah no so being out on the sea it you know, I, I don't chant anything, but to me, everything is Namyo Horen mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at clouds, or I'm looking at the horizon, I'm looking at birds. I'm looking at whatever I see in front of my eyes during while I'm chanting. You know, I I like see the Gohonzon or Buddha. Yeah, yeah, Buddha nature. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: I um I wanted to get back to the idea of the ocean and debris, plastic in the yeah. ocean. Um, I'm amazed that you didn't see any of this trip, but it's the first time you said. Yes. That you haven't seen any it's the
1: cleanest trip I've ever been on.
2: That I mean, that gives me a a lot more hope, you know, uh, because uh, I I worry a lot about the environment. Um can you talk a little bit about being Buddhist and, and having seen all of the debris and the plastic and the ocean and how that affects you and, and uh, how that is for you as a
1: Buddhist? Yeah, it's kind of a uh, a full cycle for me. Um, man created this problem mm-hmm. and cre- it's constantly, you know, it's an evolving problem, but I feel we're going to have to be smarter than the problem. Unfortunately, we're leaving that up to the millennials and, and others, uh, which I feel bad about, but it's, apparently that's their mission in life is to change and fix what we've done. Um, at the same time, I I look at it and I go, well, the human, human beings are part of evolution too, mm-hmm. you know, um, us and the animals and everything else. So it's kind of a, yeah we're evolving and we're kind of destroying the planet and Mm -hmm. so we're gonna have to be smarter than that and we there are pockets of people who are evolving you know even in brazil what's going on with the rainforest right the brazilians are up in arms Mm -hmm. you know they want it that's 20 percent of the oxygen on the planet right Mm. so um but when the president comes out of brazil and says oh my detractors are running around starting fires, then, then you know, we see the stupidity yes. as with other leaders of other countries, you mm-hmm. know, not accepting responsibility or looking at reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot to think about constantly. Yeah. I read a lot about it and, and I'm very concerned, you know, yes. yeah. And, when, oh, go ahead. When you are out there, you have internet, right? Well, not like you guys do, not like Google or, or you know. I get uh, satellite emails, satellite, yeah, that's right. it. So you didn't know
0: about um, the burning until you came home, correct? Right.
1: That's correct. And I didn't know about the mass shootings until I got home. Really? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So apparently the Amazon's been burning for three weeks, and the media's covered it up. So we haven't heard about it. St- so till now so Uh it's been burning for even longer than it is did how did that impact you just getting all that information and you know as a buddhist you're very empathetic towards you know all life and everything Mm -hmm. so how did that well it's
1: it's all part of the whole picture right um for me um our president actually sent some planes Water, you know, water carrying planes to help fight the fire, Mm. which was, you know, doesn't do everything wrong. Um, yeah, but you know, as Buddhists, uh, I think uh, I'm forever hopeful. You know, um, if we destroy this planet, I know that there's a gazillion planets out there that are sustaining life, and Mm. if we really uh, believe in, you know, the eternity of life, you know, um, that we're going to, if we destroy this planet, we're going to be born somewhere else in another life form. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't know, it's 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 something worth studying and, you know, trying to understand. That's why I'm reading Unlocking the Mysteries of Life and Death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I do my best study when I'm out at sea. Because you're focused, right? Yeah, I have no distractions. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then so I read slowly. I I want to digest what I'm going through. I don't just glean over it. I took some quotes out and, and emailed them to a couple of friends who said, Where did you get that? <laughs> you know, can you tell me the source? And it and turns out it was books they've read. Really? Um, but they didn't see what I saw. Mm, yeah. Because but, but, so, they're in a hurry, probably. Right. They're, you know, oh, I want to, you know, check this book off as read. Mm hmm. Yeah, Um, there was another book I read, uh, life, uh, what is it by President Keita Life? Uh I can't remember the rest of the title. Oh, An Enigma, A Precious Jewel. Mm. One of the other best books I've ever read. Um, yeah. Buddhism, the way it describes life is, you know, so beautiful. Mm. It respects life, yeah. It talks about the rain that falls and, you know, um, Nourishes everything equally, you know, oh. the gentle rains, and you know, that concept is, you know, the I think it's what's going to allow us to pull up the whole planet and everybody together, you know, yeah, under you know, one umbrella of thought to save the planet and the people. And what are we doing, you know, mm-hmm. yes. what about cause and effect? Yeah, you know, it's real.
0: Yeah, I heard about um, there's a YouTuber talking and. He was talking about the rainbow children and how the rainbow children are like the youth and how this world is kind of dying, this old. He was very metaphorical, Uh I think, and how this old world is kind of dying, this Mm -hmm. old empire, and it's time for the youth to unite and create a a new world. Mm -hmm. And he connects, you know, the burning of the phoenix
1: and all Mm -hmm. that um, Mm -hmm. stuff It was very Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't understand millennials. Mm-hmm. I try to relate to them. I try to find out what what triggers them, what interests them, what you know, what leads them forward in life and it's just a completely different mindset from what I came from. Yeah. Know? And I and I try to be open-minded and try to, you know, have open eyes, you know, really see what's going on and uh, and just realize that they they have a different mission. That's why they're all born at this time in this place. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking the way they do because they're they have a reason they're born. Yeah, different destiny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Different kind of bodhisattvas of the earth. You know, with a mm-hmm. different mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Definitely. So, so yeah, a lot to think about, right? Constantly.
2: Well, and I, I was thinking about um, is a generation.
1: Z. I'm Z? Z. I'm
0: Generation Z. Z, That's I'm on the, the cusp. Next, oh. The
1: next generation Oh the next generation no, is no, no. Alpha Generation. Oh so well, Z I was thinking of, I think then. I was
2: thinking of Z. I don't know. Maybe Alpha. I don't know. But one of these generations that are mm-hmm. even newer than um millennials, I was listening to um Bernie Sanders talk with some young people. Um probably millennials, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And they were reflecting on all of the um, debt that they have from attending college, not being able to purchase homes and what have you. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because they were reflecting on their communities and how the people, the young people that are in school are um, saying, hmm, I do not want to go to school. I don't want all that debt so we have in effect we are embarking upon a dumbing down even more of our society by students younger students saying i don't want all that debt right i don't want to go to college Mm -hmm. because i don't want to be heavily in debt Mm -hmm. so i can just graduate from high school and go get a job um not that Not that that's a bad thing or means somebody's, you know, not intelligent or anything like that. It's just, uh, it's, it's just, it's a, it's worrisome to me because, um, I believe college should be free and, Mm -hmm. um, and everybody has a right to learn and we have to keep learning and keep learning and keep learning. And so that concerns me that we have so many young people who are now afraid to go and learn what they want to learn or fulfill their dreams, even. Um, because fulfilling your dream or going after your dream is what brings you hope. And it concerns me that so many young people don't have hope, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the importance. My generation
2: didn't have debt. Mm.
3: Uh, tuition for college was very affordable. Mm -hmm. In public schools, Uh, private schools tended to get out, give out lots of scholarships and fellowships, depending on whether you're uh, an undergraduate or graduate. And so we graduated with our various degrees with no debt.
2: Mm. Uh,
3: The whole student loans industry started in the mid 70s with the whole restructuring of the economy in this country um and uh it's been a terrible thing terrible thing student debt should be forgiven Mm -hmm.
2: yes i agree yeah as someone who has a lot of student debt
0: yeah well i know i'm definitely um don't want that at all i think that's Kind of became the new form of slavery, yes. um, in my opinion. Uh, so, for me, I know the history of universities and colleges, and I know that in ancient times, college was for scholars, mm-hmm. and it's kind of changed a bit. Now you can get a business degree and, you know, all this stuff. And as a young person, as a a youth uh college doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. Especially since callers scholars are so neglected in our society. And mm-hmm. I know I've definitely found myself like, oh, what do I want to do? And I think everybody's kinda gone in that trap who's around my age. Um but I definitely know Connecting back to the environment that that's something super important, and that's sort of um, letting go of your dreams to save somebody else's, Mm. like your grandkids or something. Yes, and saving the environment is something I think every young person now needs to consider, and which I've considered. So um, I'll definitely be voting for Bernie because <laughs> I want free college and I want to be able to do what I want to do. And then there's also the whole thing that, you know, parents sort of pressuring kids to go to college and then companies don't really care about college degrees so much. And that's that whole neglection of scholars and it's it's just it's a change in society um, that might have a big impact, especially with, you know, automation of, you know, jobs. All this stuff is happening at the same time. Yes. The college debt, young kids don't want to do that. Then the automation of a lot of jobs. And so. I think if our society is going to survive, we need college to be free and we need to move past sort of this every man for himself mindset um, and go more to towards a Star Trek sort of utopian mindset where everybody or Greece mindset where everybody's artists mm. and everybody is, you know, Gets to express themselves Mm. without the balance of money Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, society.
2: Yeah.
3: So let's get back to Wayne's fishing (laughs) expeditions. I'm kind of interested. You said that the crew on this last trip was... Mainly Catholic and Filipinos. They all spoke the same language. What? What? They're Filipinos. Filipinos, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So they spoke Tagalog.
3: Tagalog. Uh huh. Okay. And th- another crew that you had were all Muslims. They
1: were from in- Indonesia.
3: From Indonesia, yeah. okay. Um, so where do you find them? Are they based in San Diego? Or no, they're what?
1: contracted by their countries. Oh, labor. Providing services in foreign countries, I think the Philippines—they farm out about 10 million jobs worldwide with nurses and yeah, medical yeah. and you know labor, Teachers. house cleaners, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, these guys that work on the boat. They come out for two or three years. Wow. They sign a contract. They they cannot leave the boat.
0: Wow. They're on the
1: boat together, you know, for two to three years, and you know they can request to go home anytime. But if they do that, then they may not be able to come back. They're like. Considered heroes in their country, because um, 'cause they're going away, they're giving up their freedom, you know and their families and and all that um right. to make money, most of them almost all of them their kids go through go through college mm-hmm. and become doctors and lawyers, and such It yeah. seems like almost everybody I talk to that's the the case with their children, which is pretty amazing,
3: yeah um, ultimate sacrifice you know, they
1: make very little money by our standards but you know they say they tell me so don't worry cap when i take that dollar home it's worth 40 times more so um, that's their view of it so we're tying the boat up in december we're going to haul it out and and so all these guys are going home and they're so excited you know you can tell that they just want to get these next three four months out of the way and and uh you know go try to. hopefully they can be home by christmas i hope so yeah, when yeah. is your next trip out? Uh like in 2 days.
3: In 2 days Tuesday, you're leaving again? Close,
1: we'll leave Tuesday, yeah.
3: What? And you'll be gone a
1: month again? More or less, yeah. Wow. 28 days. 26 to 28 days and as long as everything goes smoothly, yeah.
2: And that's all out on the sea.
1: Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm um, I want to leave so I can come back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Will you go to the same general location?
1: Uh, the same direction, yeah. Out of San Diego, you don't you don't have a lot of directions to fish. Like in Hawaii, we can fish 270 degrees of compass. Out of San Diego, we have less than 90 degrees of optional direction to go um, mm. to fish. And uh, so we go. You know, we go way offshore. You know, most people don't realize there's a big warm water current that pushes up the coast. You don't even hit it until you get out about six or seven hundred miles. Then the water starts, you know, it gets as low as 62 on the way out. And then it goes up to 65, and then it hits 68, and then 70, then 72. And then we're fishing in 73, 70, 73 to 75 degree water mm. on the surface. And then uh, on the uh, down deep where we fish, it's like 62 degrees. 59 to 62 is optimal for the uh, tuna that we mm. can catch, yeah.
3: You don't have salmon out that far. Pardon me? You don't have salmon out that far?
1: Mm-hmm. No. That's no, too they far don't, south? Yeah. Um, I imagine the water's too warm for them there. Um, yeah. Although we might catch one accidentally, but I haven't seen one, no. Yeah. It's, uh, but I have seen flying squid. Ooh. I saw flying squid flying last squid. year. Flying squid. <laughs> what does that look like? Uh, they look like flying fish. Wow. So I saw them for a couple of days. I thought they were flying fish, you know, because sometimes some areas we fish, there's just fields of flying fish coming up at once. You know, mm-hmm. some as small as they look like dragonflies and then we get them up to over a foot long. And so the, the, the flying squid come up in, uh, in groups and they but the difference between them and flying fish, flying fish catch the wind and they glide back and forth or whatever. And they hit the ground and they hit, hit flip their tail and they keep going because that's how they escape. Uh, predators the flying squid come up and they go up it seems like they go up about 20 or 30 feet but they they go straight and you see them fluttering their little flippers and they put their legs out to the side to create a glide thing and uh they go down so the first couple times i saw them i thought i remember subconsciously thinking that was odd (laughs) (laughs) those those Hmm. flying fish were funny and then finally, some popped up in front of the boat, like eight of them on the port side. And
2: went, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I my camera. I my, turned my phone. I pointed it that way, and like 450 of them came up on the other side. Wow. next. So I missed them all. Wow! The next day, I sat there with my camera on, my phone on for eight hours wow. while we're setting gear. It's like, I'm going to get these. I'm going to document <laughs> it, You know, and then it was shut off. And then I had to turn it back on, open it back up, get, get it refocused on the bow. But they never came up. They never oh. came up. But it was just like, I couldn't believe it, you know, 40 years at sea and all of a sudden there's, what, what are these? This is a new species. Maybe I'm going to be the first, you know. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So it was, uh, you yeah, it was really interesting. So that's what keeps me going. So both. 40 stuff.
3: years at sea.
1: Yeah. So how did you get started? Um, out of high school, I well, I was going to college, and and know, right out of high school, I went and worked on a boat, my friend's dad's boat, for the summer for free. Uh-huh. I was a pinhead. Pinhead does everything; he doesn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like a volunteer. But to me, it was like, wow, I get to eat lunch for free. You know, we <laughs> we'd leave at like ten o'clock the night before, and we'd go all day, and we'd get in at five or six in the evening, and it was like, wow, I get to work for free, but I get breakfast, lunch, and dinner for free too. And it was like that was like. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was so happy. And then uh, the fall came and I went to started going to college. And I was in college. And then at the spring break, I went out fishing. And I just went, oh my God, that's it. I'm done. This is what I'm going to do. And I quit mm-hmm. school and ah. begged for a job on a boat, said I'd work for free until you realized you had to hire me. And that's how I got started. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I was born on an island. My mom says, I told her I saw a boat when we were, I was a little kid and I said someday I'm gonna be a boat captain. That's what she that's how the story goes. Wow. But I don't know, you know.
3: Um, so which island were you born on?
1: I was born in Okinawa. Okinawa yeah, so which I'm going back to in December to visit. Oh I'm gonna go visit the island my mom was born on, Amami, Amami Oshima. and uh, they say it's like the Hawaii of Japan. It's warm and tropical so Wow. Go see where my, my roots are. Yeah.
3: Wonderful. Will that yeah. be your first time back?
1: To a Amami, yeah. Since I was a little kid I have not been back to Okinawa mm-hmm. since I was two, so I will not remember anything. Um wow. but I'm just interested to see what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You know. And I know in, in Amami the, the population of Buddhists is like one third S G. I wow. Yeah, one third of the population is um practicing S G. I Buddhism. Which should be really interesting. Yeah,
2: that's gonna be so neat for you yeah. to go so there and meet people and
1: Yeah, yeah I haven't decided if I'm gonna try to contact relatives or not because they're 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 so giving. Mm. You know, they probably won't let me rent a place. They won't let me buy any food. They won't let me buy anything. You know, and yeah. I I don't want to do that to them. You know. Yes, but they'd be insulted if I don't. So I don't know if I'll let them know I'm there. Mm. who knows
0: you can at the end like of your journey you
1: could always call them comfort yeah, mad and, them. and then i'll feel yeah. bad because they're so they'll be so nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll see i'll i'm gonna talk to my sister and my brother-in-law because they went out there with my my mother about 10 years ago that's cool see what they say wow
2: is this yeah. like a uh, what is the word i'm looking for almost like a pilgrimage in a way, for you, well, we're
1: going to Taiwan to see Evelyn's mother, who turns ninety, mm. and then uh i've I've watched some food shows on Okinawa, so I wanna go there to eat <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: and uh yeah uh, well that's that was kind of the basis of our marriage was food that's what kinda what what was our mutual attraction was oh. we like to go eat different kinds of stuff, so wonderful, um and we're taking the boys, so it's oh, gonna wow. be it's gonna be you know. Challenging financially, yeah, gonna cost a lot of money. But that's all right because it probably be maybe the last time that we all travel together like that. Mm. You know, I would imagine. So, it's such a journey.
2: And your boys are both adults.
1: Yeah, right, young yeah. adults. Yeah,
2: These 20, twenty-two
1: m- and twenty-eight.
2: Is that that's probably millennials, huh?
1: They're millennials. I They're believe. Millennials. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: What do they think about? the environment are they concerned? Very very well Tristan is,
1: you know, he wants mm-hmm. to study sustainable agriculture. Oh. Um and Calvin, you know, he just I don't know, you know, he doesn't talk much, mm-hmm. you know, but he's really, um, fighting to make causes, you know, in the mm-hmm. practice of Buddhism. Mm-hmm. You know, supporting every activity he can, and uh, I'm very proud of him. I know he has personal struggles, um, but I just tell him. I said, you know, that's how we cleanse karma out of our lives. It has to come to the surface, you know. And you know that I just reassured him even today is that you know you're making so many causes, you know, trust and understand that in the future you'll understand what you are doing now.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you say more about karma and cleansing karma?
1: We all have karma. The karma storehouse, right? Mm -hmm. We make causes with our thoughts, words, and actions. Um, We believe in the eternity of life. So this is just a a pit stop in our cycle. And uh, as you all know that, um, you know, Kelvin had some really... Challenging issues with near death a couple of times Um, So he's changing some really deep karma, but at the same time because of that you know after the predicted imminent death of uh, my son um, He went on to really inspire a lot of people Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, very inspirational. It took him
1: him a long time to uh, you know to recover actually from the, the overdose Uh, and then had some mental issues that came up but you know one in five people have mental issues so it's kind of like this this tremendous mission he has to go through addiction mental illness and you know and to come out on top Mm -hmm. a victor in a sense that you know he beat the darkness he beat the you know the challenges he he overcame his own karma changed his destiny you know and uh You know, like I told him, I said, I'm very proud of you and you just, just trust, you know, hearing it from someone who for 40 years since he was 18, you know, has practiced Buddhism and gone, you know, uh, through some real crap myself, um, I can say with absolute confidence that he's just, he's making the most powerful cause for his future that he can and for others, you know, because his, his life is touching so many people. Yes. And that's how we have to change this planet, you know, um, each one of us, you know, creating our own ripples, you know, emanate out and affect those around us, you know. Uh, other, I affect other boat captains um, through my dialogue, through my conduct, through how I carry myself and, and, and the respect that I show everybody, including my crew, you know, uh, whether they're Indonesian, Muslims or, you know, Filipino Catholics or, mm-hmm. or uh, um, you know. Pacific Islanders, you know, show them all respect, and and show them care. You know, yeah, you, i care about them as human beings. You know, it's very important to me to to that I have a dignified life, and I respect the dignity. Well, everybody else's lives, whether they be buddhist or not, you know, there's no yeah. difference. Yeah, <sighs> I have to go barbecue. <laughs> yes you do <laughs> before it gets too dark
0: yes well thank you for coming on with us and sorry for uh taking away from your barbecue session <laughs> yes. i hope you enjoyed did you enjoy this
1: oh I did yeah it was fun yeah, um, yeah I, and yeah, spontaneous this, this was very and beautiful this is very beautiful we really
3: appreciate it no. this
2: was this was the mystic law this was i I always mystical. love
3: hearing you talk about Buddhism, wayne. I've learned so much from you mm. yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much it's yeah, very
1: important I, to me my my stuff, i am not like a an intellect you know I'm kind of just a simple person but i I observe everything and I read and And uh, take it to heart, and then I only, um, you know, I I can only speak from my heart because I can't memorize stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I have to, yeah, whatever comes out of my heart, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful beautiful.
2: heart, thank you so much
1: for sharing. Oh, it it was a pleasure to be here. I'm really happy that uh, some tuna, some pokey brought me here, yeah. The pokey brought you here, (laughs) yeah. So, Chizuko got fish today. uh, mariko uh, Stopchuk got fish this wow. vietnamese lady got fish <laughs> the Freedman's got fish and then we had pokey at the the, the, the foothill district district meeting today and nice. uh, and uh summer so. sanders family got fish all <laughs> <laughs> that right that's my nickname y'all you yeah, <laughs> know she's an ex-olympic <laughs> swimmer right <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I b-
2: well, I am Pisces, so, you know. Yeah, you are a fish. <laughs> I am a fish. <laughs>
0: I'm totally opposite. I'm a lion, which, I mean, lions of justice, of justice. So, I mean, <laughs> there you go. pretty, good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to end the episode here. You yeah. have uh, been listening to the Bayat Beat. Yeah. And we are the, the Bayat Beat. Beat.
3: Good night, Arnold.
0: Good night, <laughs> good night Arnold. Arnold.
1: Wala we
2: waila, the Wala who waila.